0: So time for some more speedrunning hot takes. From Spookers, Glitches are cheating and disrespect the developers is an absolutely take. Off the top of my head, I can tell you three times developers have seen speedruns of their games and have either done nothing about the glitches or even made the game better for speedrunners. How is this a hot take? This is the coldest take. This is every speedrunner's take alive. I remember once I talked to a person who knew nothing about speedrunning about Dark Souls 1 speedruns, and I described what they were doing with weapon swapping and stuff, and they're like, oh, what? So they're cheating then. What, they're making the game easier by cheating. That's that's dumb. Like, what do you mean? The game is, like, ridiculously hard to speedrun, and doing these tricks does not make it easier. It makes it faster, but it makes it harder. If anything, having intimate knowledge of the game is what makes Dark Souls 1 easier, as opposed to the glitches that are used. I I don't think anyone's really going to disagree with this. I'm sure there are some developers who see people using glitches and they're like, I can't believe that we left that in, that they're bringing attention to this thing that we fucked up or something but i doubt many think that way they're probably just happy people are playing their games and have found interesting ways to do things in the game it's like all those videos developers of x game react to world record of that game and the developer is always like oh that's super cool they can do that i didn't know about this this is sick a form of reaction content i am totally okay with because the developers did all the work to make that content in the first place and therefore reacting to it is fine because they're not stealing from someone else they're kind of Stealing with themselves in a way and obviously the phrasing is incorrect but you get the idea they did all the work to make that content and therefore have every right to use it and and react to it as much as they please. but yeah so i obviously agree with this but i don't i don't think there's any speedrunners who wouldn't agree with this i will say though that i do think a glitchless category does have a place in most speed games that end up being very glitch heavy because there is a certain art to playing the game in a sort of intended way, but as optimally as you possibly can within the rules or the intended way the developers expected us to play. Although certainly divining the intention of the developers is some sometimes hard and is often arbitrarily defined by the runners themselves who are just trying to make a more interesting speedrun without all the glitch heaviness. Like you find any glitchless category of a speedrun, and you'll find it does have things that arguably could be called glitches. But all those categories are more just about making it entertaining speedrun. This one by Hazelnut. Speedrunning a game with like no runs is infinitely more fun than playing a game with like a billion. If you're a person who finds joy in having a problem and then solving it yourself, that is totally true. In the same way that when I play puzzle games or when I'm first starting to play a game, I don't like people to tell me shit. I want to figure it out for myself. I want to find a way to improve find the optimal strategies myself and then implement them if you start playing a speed run where there's endless different runs already done there's a optimized world record there's a way of playing you've got to learn so much stuff before you ever get to a point that you can really start innovating you've got to speedrun the knowledge that people have been developing over years before you can finally go hey here's a suggestion on how to improve something and even then it's probably gonna be shut down because people have already dismissed it or already tested it you don't get that feeling of innovation of problem solving that you can have when a speedrun is new or a game is new or as this person says no one else is running the game like it would be interesting to find a game from my childhood that i really loved like i know like revenge of shinobi or something and be able just to go back and speedrun it myself but i'm sure by this point all the old games i used to play that i can still remember i probably already got speedruns on the leaderboards anyway like all, all the sega games of my childhood i'm pretty sure are run but certainly there's no reason you couldn't do this with any game that you want and i'm sure people do do this with games where they don't look up strategies they don't look up the world record they just speed run for their own sake just playing the game you're every person who just wants to find the fastest route in a video game like they're speed running in a way technically but they're not looking up how to do it the fastest way and so you could do this with any game so what i'm saying is it doesn't matter how many runs there are for a game you can still have the experience of playing the game as if there were no runs right from blue harvey real-time attack speed run categories over 12 hours without a natural break that's at least three minutes should allow pausing by community rules i.e. allow to make it time attack instead of real time attack pause getting cut out of the time, I guess. So it'll be up to the community how long you can take a break and how you would have to shot. In the case of GTA 5, even when 100% was around 11 hours, like at at times it was over 12 in the very early days, there was always natural breaks in the run. A variety of them, like you you could list like like six of them where you'd have at least a minute to like go to the bathroom or something. Sometimes I think like Eye in the Sky I think was like a minute and a half or something you just sat there and did nothing. But certainly over time as things got more optimal, you lost bathroom breaks. I remember like a strategy being uh, announced and then discovered to be faster. And the first thing someone said was like, oh, no, we're losing that bathroom break. Shit. 100% now being at like 10 hours, that may not sound much shorter than 12 hours, but trust me, it is. 10 is infinitely more doable than 12. Yeah, I I I guess... 12 hours playing a video game without even a bathroom break does seem kind of insane and like i would think communities would allow you to take a break in the middle somewhere you know like pause and then go to a break for a couple minutes and come back but of course that's up to the individual community i would think that would be a quality of life improvement for speedrunning that i think makes sense in the case of 12 hour runs but going off my own history it's hard to imagine a 12 hour speedrun that does not at some point have some downtime in the run from no life vv Leaderboards are overrated and aren't as important as people make them out to be. I mean, what you find important is, is subjective to you, right? If you wanna see your name up in lights on the leaderboards and that's your goal, that's what you want. That's, it, it's not unimportant because no life doesn't agree or doesn't care about such things and find satisfaction in achieving them. And certainly when it comes to content creation, having the world record in a popular speedrun does get you some notice. At least compared to, you know, the lower levels of Twitch and YouTube, where you're getting no notice at all. I know of people in my early days of being a speedrunner that found my channel through speedrun.com, looking up what the world record was and being like, oh, Dark Viper AU has the world record, and they watch. In the same way, I heard people say that they found Torex, who also had world record as we traded back and forth back then, found his stream through speedrun.com. When you're small, having any amount of notice is very important. And so, that being on top of the leaderboards is an important aspect of that. But certainly, in terms of speedrunning for your own satisfaction, if you're not getting sweaty and grinding for world record, then the leaderboard probably doesn't matter all that much. Whether you're fifth or sixth can only really matter to you, because no one else really cares. I wouldn't say no one else, but certainly it's more the people in the speedrunning community can acknowledge your skill and care about your placement as opposed to the general public. Without leaderboards, there wouldn't really be competition. I mean, you'd suspect there would still be competition. It would just be smaller. People have been competing in video games without formalized official leaderboards or speedrun.com or what have you. But certainly having who you're competing against in a easily consumable format on a website does inspire people to be like, I'm gonna beat that guy or to know what you're fighting against, you know? So I agree, it likely does inspire competition. Although certainly it could stifle it as well, seeing times that are so impossible to beat and being like, I can't be fucked. Bash Prime says, Some speedrun communities are absolutely garbage in terms of their overall culture and membership. And ultimately it's because of leadership being either apathetic to change or actively wanting things to remain the way they are. Completely kills their potential for growth. I haven't been in enough speedrun communities to say. There has been a time or two where in the GT5 discord, things have looked a little bit toxic or to have a sort of community vibe that not everyone would drive with that potentially would see people leave and, and not want to be involved in that. I think that's kind of overall unavoidable in a way. It's kind of like when you're a small s- streamer, you don't really want to be like banning people left, right, and center. You want to you want to be as open as you possibly can for people so you can build up your audience, get those few viewers, because you're getting so little attention that you you can't afford to push people away. With speedruns, it, it kind of is the same way. Where if you're getting people coming in wanting to speedrun, you don't want to push them away because that can just kill a community. It can kill the run. And as well, it's not like you can just say, yo, stop speedrunning the game. Fuck you. Go away. You know? Your ability to cultivate and change the community of the speedrun is obviously very limited because you can't stop people from running the game. If a person is toxic as fuck, but they have good runs and find good strategies, well, people have to interact with them. You know? It's not like being a streamer where once you've reached a certain size, you can cultivate your audience. Like, this person's toxic, saying things I don't like. Get out of here. I'm not trying to cultivate that kind of community here. You can remove disruptive people for the benefit of the 99999 percent of people. But being a moderator or a leader of a speedrun community, you're likely just gonna piss off people and ultimately lead to the the community being segregated or separated into different cliques, which is not good for the community. I suppose you just have to get lucky that the people who are in the community are well-meaning, nice people, which I I think in general speedrunners are, despite how the, the reputation of speedrunners being greasy Basement dwellers. You know, obviously that exists, but I don't think it's I think it's a stereotype and does not define everyone, obviously. And I am maybe overstating it. Obviously, you can do certain things. You can talk to people and say, hey, yo, we aren't comfortable with this. This is not cool. This person has been hurt by what you've said, or what have you. And so you can work to some degree to, to moderate interactions between people. But I just mean your hands are somewhat limited. You know, like I I just I just think saying leadership is fucked up and that's why things are toxic is a little bit reductive. And certainly, just defining a culture as absolute garbage is, you know, subjective in any case. There can be cultures of people that I wouldn't want to be involved in, but all those people are having a wonderful time and are enjoying themselves, so. GT community was very toxic. There were certainly quite a few really toxic people in the early days of when I was speedrunning. Rydog being chief among them, to the degree that he lied to the speedrun.com moderators, got everyone kicked off the leaderboards, and there was a very panicked couple of days trying to undo all this, and then when he lost his power, because he got voted out because no one liked him, he he removed all his runs from the leaderboards. That kind of toxicity obviously existed. And a part of the reason why the GTA 5 Speedrun Discord was made was to get away from some of the toxicity in the collective GTA community Discord. Where all, like at one point in time, all of these speedruns of GTA, from I know GTA 1 to GTA 5, were all in one Discord. Until GTA 5 broke away. Because I own that Discord. I made it. But obviously, I don't control it in the way that an owner would. It's it's up to the community and stuff. So yeah, as I, I say, there was a lot of toxicity there. And it ultimately led to a breakaway, in a way. So Shadow64 says, People who complain and whine constantly about the game they speedrun may need to consider not spending all their time playing it every day. It's supposed to be fun, and nobody is forcing you to do it. I agree, it can be a bit much when you whine a lot, and I do think I fall into this category, at least I did back in the day at times, but I think it's just in a way how you express yourself, you know, or at least somehow some people express themselves. They can be enjoying it, loving it, and still bitching about it needlessly every day. I hate this game, this game sucks. Fuck you, I'll see you tomorrow, kind of thing. (laughs) I mean, certainly if you have reached the point where it's less, you're exaggerating or whatever or venting your frustrations and you actually come to hate the game then this person's right you should probably just move on and do something else or take a break or something assess whether the speed the same game every day is good for your mental health if you actually still enjoy playing the game or if you just feel obligated now like you've got a sunken cost fallacy sort of thing going and if that is the case just stop that'll do if you didn't complain there wouldn't be all the memes that have come from it there's complaining and then there's excessively complaining <laughs> Speed run says someone who consistently gets a certain time is infinitely more impressive than someone who got one good run and is never able to match it again, even if the second person has a better PB. I don't know if this is controversial necessarily. The assumption is that the runner who is the most consistent will eventually get world record because they will have runs that get to the end more often than anyone else. But there will always be times where someone flukes it and happens to get world record. But certainly in runs where there's a lot of luck involved, that can be extraordinarily frustrating. Where there's one runner who's clearly better than another runner, but the other runner gets lucky in multiple ways and sits holding world record for quite a while. But that doesn't happen that often, I don't think. Yeah, while the public will always pay most attention to the World record holders within a community of speedrunners. Usually, people come to understand who was like the best runner, and beyond that, who are the people who are the most knowledgeable about the game, who contribute the most, who discover the most things and stuff. And these people are lesser known, and that's just you know not surprising, really. The bandwidth that the public has for caring about the a uh, niche hobby like speedrunning is uh, not a lot, you know. So I agree with this. This, this is good. From Fabi, we should stop glorifying and start actively discouraging speedrunners, sending grandiose overnight challenges for themselves then involve multiple days worth of speedrunning, an uber long category in one sitting without sleep. Your health is far more important than a world record. Is it glorified all that much? I mean, it's interesting as a phenomenon, but I don't hear much about these things happening. Probably because most people do not want to do these sorts of things. I mean, it's up to the person if they want to go through this kind of stuff. And I don't think doing this one-off or every once in a while is likely going to impact your health all that much. Like, I would agree if this was a more pronounced thing where everyone was doing this or something consistently all the time for whatever reason. But I don't think it's enough of a thing that we should be actively talking about it to stop people or something. Like, endurance challenges in general exist and... They're always going to have their place because they are impressive, and yet it can potentially be bad for your health. I wouldn't do one of these things personally. If a person finds satisfaction in this stuff and they can manage to do it, they, they feel fine doing it, that's, that's their prerogative, right? That stuff is a young man's game, and uh, there's no way I can do like a 12-hour speed run these days, you know. Poo says... All speedrunners are cheaters and should be banned. Video games are meant to be taken slow. I hope devs crack down on them soon. This is just bait. There's no way they actually believe this. Get out of here. Who is or is not a cheater is just defined by an arbitrary standard of rules, right? Who is the grand authority who can write rules in a way that would determine that all speedrunners are cheaters? Oh, even it's Hossel. Uh, he's uh, in the GT5 speedrunning community. He says bait. I agree with Hossel. Hossel, good dude. Hypnotics says... Unless you are the only moderator slash active runner of a game, there is absolutely no reason for you to be verifying your own runs. Lukewarm take, but I still see it happening in active games and it confuses me. I mean, he's probably not wrong, honestly. I think we still have it set on the leaderboards where your run is auto-verified if you are a super moderator or something. So there's only a handful of people. Like, I think my run would be auto Accepted. At the end of the day, if you get a significant enough time in a popular speedrun, people are going to watch that run. And moderators, assuming that they also have an interest in the speedrun, will end up watching that run. So there will be some checks on it to some degree, whether or not you verify your own run, right? But I, I agree, it, it's probably a stupid thing that shouldn't be done yeah this this is a a fine take but i don't think it matters all that much at the end of the day the scrutiny is still going to be put there unless the run is just nothing and if and if if a moderator is getting runs that are nothing why are they a moderator you know i disagree people who are added as mods are usually trusted so why shouldn't they do that there's been enough cases in the history of speedrunning where trusted people have turned out themselves to be cheaters that having at least, you know, the requirements for a run to be looked at by someone who wasn't the runner is probably just in the best interests of, of maintaining a, a cheat-free environment. But, as I say, it's not likely going to catch people, considering that if watching the run, uh, checking it to some degree, would cause such a person to be coarse, then when the run gets viewed by people, that would end up happening anyway, you know? Why am I still a super-moderator of the GT5 leaderboards? Well, for a start, uh, I spent, like, you know five plus years or whatever building the run and and growing it and arguably a lot of the people who run it today wouldn't have run it if not for my involvement i am still very much so active on the discord i read everything that anyone writes there and i contribute where i can i'm not some guy off in fucking hawaii who hasn't been in the boards for a million years my position there is largely because i've always had it and there's no reason to remove me i have not done anything that is deserving of removing of such a thing and i do contribute still and i do have sage advice sometimes a part of me is like i can trust myself to act in the best interests of other people and not be interested in power for power's sake or to brutally shove my opinion down people's throats but i can't necessarily trust other people with that sure the other motivators are good people and all that stuff but i mean just as a final line of defense against some tyranny i like to be there <laughs> blue imp says world records are worth jack shit leaderboards are the cancer of speedrunning and speedrunning is not and never will be an actual esport this has to be bait right i love elitism and gatekeeping it says here by jeff gordon yeah the competitive nature of speedrunning inspires people to run gives people things to do gives people goals to achieve World records, putting often fairly regular people in the spotlight in some capacity. Getting that achievement is a cool thing. As as far as speedrunning being an eSport, I mean, what is or is not an eSport will just depend on people's interests, whether people are willing to watch it and compete in it. When you think about what, like, I guess we say abstractly, any sport, it just seems incredibly dumb. You've got like a bunch of people on a bit of grass and they're kicking a ball from side to side and occasionally kicking it into a net. Like, why the fuck should that be a sport? That's nonsense. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If you watch it, that's pretty cool. Ultimately, at the end of the day, anything where you have dedicated, passionate people working extremely hard to be the best at a thing, it's usually pretty interesting to watch. Like, if you found yourself, like, master potters who are, like, building the clay to make pots. Interesting. might want to do that yourself, might have no interest in it in any other context, but you found, like, a competition of people doing that, interesting to watch. And I'm not saying like there's some inherent aspect of speedrunning that makes it sensible for an esport. I just mean that it could be one if people wanted it to be, you know. June says, "People who discover skips that skip a closely huge amount of the game ruin speedruns." There's a glitchy sweet spot that gets ruined by these. Elden Ring wrong warps. Sakeiro Air Swimming. That long ass running section in Dark Souls 3. It's certainly true that a discovery of a huge glitch can ruin a category, but that's why people have subcategories and whatnot. No one sets out to find a glitch that destroys a category or something. They set out just to test the limits of a game and and see what they can find. If you want people to discover glitches and skips and stuff, as a byproduct of that, you're eventually going to have people find colossally huge huge skips that ruin speedruns, or at least categories. I don't think this is a problem as, say, you just make a separate category. I'd much rather people be looking for glitches rather than like not looking for them because they worry about finding one that's too significant. Reed says, "I think leaning towards consistent strategies for too long can make you grow comfortable with them, that you're not willing to learn a faster better strategy." Some uh, exceptions, of course. I'm kind of split on this because on one hand, it can be the case that a run is so complicated and so difficult that if you actually try to do all the hardest strategies, that your runs will get soft locked or ruined or what have you to the degree that you can't progress so frequently that you never complete runs you shouldn't be taking on more than you can deal with as a new runner but he's right that has to have limits eventually if you do it for too long you'll grow comfortable with them and you won't develop beyond that but i mean i suppose if you're having fun doing the speed run and you're satisfied with the strategies that you're doing why do you need to do the faster strategies you don't really because speed running is ultimately just about your own personal satisfaction with what you're doing so if you want to do comfortable strategies that are easier that's your business but certainly If you stick with them too long, that could hamper your ability to get better times or even learn of uh, and develop the faster strategies. Especially if you're a person who's so comfortable in what you do that you never test for new stuff because you don't want to change. That's obviously going to hamper you, but it's up to you whether you really think that matters, you know. Maddie J says, hey, it's my name. OOT speedrunning peaked in 2015 and has been all downhill since. Randomizers destroyed a lot of interest in speedrunning in general. So for the first one, 2015, early 2014, was when I kind of first found Twitch. And this was during a period where really the only popular speed games were OOT and Super Mario 64. There were other games that were run, of course, but these were the two that, like, everyone knew, getting big numbers and stuff. And I was there when now Narcissa Rice, she was doing a run and she got, like, the time to end all times. It was the greatest run with the current strats. I remember exactly where I was. I was somewhat drunk in the parking lot of the star casino and i was just chilling and i saw that they were running whether they were whether i was watching an old video like that had just come out or i was watching it live i can't remember but i remember being so hyped watching it i was just like yes perfect that is the that's probably the most hyped i've ever been for speed one ever because it was just it, it built up so long i've been watching the run for so long getting it to that exact time what was it like 18:30 or something yeah i think it was this one Zelda Ocarina of Time speedrun in 1810 by Cosmo. This was nine years ago. Was that the peak? I mean, it's the peak of when I followed it. And I think relative to all other speedruns, it was just so far ahead in terms of popularity. And then like you can look up world record histories of Ocarina of Time and different strategies at various different times made the, the any percent category like dead and boring to play and stuff. But certainly I haven't kept up with Ocarina of Speed Ocarina of Time speedrunning in a in a very long time. So for me at least, that first part holds true. This second part randomizes destroyed a lot of interest in speedrunning in general. And I don't destroyed interest necessarily, but as I say, challenge runs are just fun speedrunning is just one form of challenge run if you enjoy speedrunning you'd probably enjoy challenge runs in general especially because challenge runs can often be a lot less sweaty you know you don't have to worry about every single frame that you're getting everything perfect or whatever you just try to achieve a particular goal and once you've achieved it you're done with it randomizers are just fun especially if you're somewhat over the game that you've played for a long time you can just slap on a randomizer and everything's different you can have the game that you love and the controls that you've developed an an intricate understanding for, and you can apply it to a new scenario. Like, ROM hacks for Super Mario 64, including whole new content, have existed forever, and yet Super Mario 64 speedrunning has always been very popular and a prestigious thing. So I don't think the existence of these mods destroys a lot of the interest in speedrunning, but I think it exists alongside it comfortably. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.